welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast for it. Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of Tornado Tag Radio here on NOTLG.com episode 200. Uh, kind of hard to believe, but we made it. Uh, we are going to talk about some news. We're going to talk about possibly one of the greatest matches of all time from WrestleMania 3, featuring the Macho Man Randy Savage taking on Ricky the Dragon Steamboat for the Intercontinental Championship. And we, uh, we're going to do a lot of questions today. I uh, went to all forms of media to, to, to take to asking people for questions. But before we get to that, my name is John. And joining me, as she has for over a hundred episodes, is the Booker T to my Stevie Ray. No, let's go with the Rick Steiner to my Scott Steiner. Uh, <laughs> let's go with uh, the Kevin Nash to my Scott Hall. Maybe um, the Skip to my Zip. The Billy Gun to my Bart Gun. The Mankind to my Rock. Or with the recent news, let's go with the John Moxley too. My Sammy Callahan, Marianne. <laughs> Happy 200th episode. Oh my god, I was sitting in my chair with just my hands up, waiting for the epicness that you were going to say, and you started with Booker T, and I went, fuck yes, I would do an axe kick, and then you ended with just all hail Moxley, and it just kept getting better and better, and hello, sir. Um, Zwei wundert episode. <laughs> It's it's uh it's kind of hard to believe, honestly. What is that supposed to mean? I feel marginally insulted. I just, you know, when you start doing a podcast, you never think you'll get to 200 episodes. That's a lot of I, episodes. Wow, I, I, I feel like your faith in me is just... No, this is just, uh, you know, just a general... Appropriately lacking. A general... <laughs> A general statement. Uh, 200 episodes is a lot. No, None of my other podcasts made it to 200 episodes. Yeah, because um, I wouldn't let you not get to 200 episodes. <laughs> Think of it that way. Um, I'm going to ask how you are, and then you have the floor to talk about how you are. Okay. If you um, feel like it. I, I, I can feel like it. Um, work's been really tough. Like I've said every past week, just I'm the only person answering the phones. Yeah. And then um, we had to put my dog down yesterday, yesterday being yeah. Wednesday. And um, <laughs> in a good note, I told my friend Jeremy and Jeremy was like, but it's going to be May. And I went, get your inferior boy band references out <laughs> of my Snapchat. Because um, he, he loved Kiba. Um, but I had to put Kiba down. Um, yeah. He was going to be 11 this year. But he had um, a weird like intestinal cancer. And then it caused his kidneys to fail. Because we had to give him uh, steroids to slow the cancer. And so he just got like super bloated. Which was hilarious. Because we always called him a pig anyways. Right. But he was just he was just getting old and he didn't his personality didn't show it, but you could tell he like didn't want us to know in the same way that he didn't want us to know that he didn't like mushrooms. Right. So like we would drop food on the ground and he would eat anything that we dropped on the ground. But if it was a mushroom, he hated mushrooms. And so he would take the mushroom, but he would go and hide it somewhere because he didn't want us to think he was ungrateful and stop feeding him stuff from our plates <laughs> so we would just steal the mushrooms and go and hide them somewhere 
<laughs> to be like, mm, look, I ate your mushroom. Give me more human food. Cute. <laughs> but yeah, we had to uh, put him down, and I had a really tough day on Wednesday. Yeah, um, my brother. My brother came to visit, um, and it was it was really hard because um, he came the night before, so we could spend time with him, and it was just hard because I was like, oh, he doesn't even know, yeah. you know. Um, he was just excited to see my brother and then my brother like spent time with him and stuff. And then the next morning, um, I could hear my brother at like six in the morning leaving for work and I could hear him crying and it was gut wrenching. It was, it was so gut wrenching. And then I had to leave for work and then I came home for lunch and I told my boss that I was going to take a little bit of a longer lunch because the vet was coming to our house at one and I didn't want to leave. My mom made me leave and I just sat in my car and I cried and cried and cried and cried. And it was, it was horrible because I knew that he would just be excited to see the vet. Yeah. Or in his weird Kiwi way. But, and my mom took him on a walk beforehand and she was like, he saw children and as usual, he didn't give a shit because <laughs> he doesn't, <laughs> when he's on a walk, he is, he is above all beings. You don't, you don't even touch him. He is, he is far too superior when he is on a walk, <laughs> but it was, it was tough. Um, I keep finding his fur all over my things. And it makes me super sad because he sheds so much. I'm like, I'm going to be finding his fur we- like woven into my clothes 10 years from now, which was that's how annoying his fur was. <laughs> and my brothers were like, there's Kiba fur on other continents because they remember picking Kiba fur off of themselves when they were in Europe. Oh, wow. Like, <laughs> he's just like all over the place. And I'm, I, I miss him because I don't he's not there to it was really tough because I came home from work that day and I told myself I wasn't going to start crying, but I came home from work afterwards and I expected him. I knew he wasn't going to be there to bark, but yeah. I still expected him to bark at the door yeah. and I imagined it Yeah, because we, we our neighbors have dogs and I like could have sworn that I heard him and then I knew that he wasn't there. And so he wasn't there when I got back for the first time and it sucked. And then I had to go to, I like told myself, okay, because you had asked me if I wanted to record or not. And yeah. I said I did because I want to be able to distract myself. Um, and I went to the gym to go do that. And I came back and the same thing happened again where I swore I heard him bark, but I knew he wasn't there. Yeah. And I just came home and I sat on the couch with my brother and I just cried and cried and cried. And my mom told me, like, she told us, like, oh, he passed away, like, right here. Like, we just fed him a bunch of cheese and... <laughs> it was an easy process. And I'm like, he didn't get suspicious at all that you were giving him that much cheese because he loves cheese. That's like his favorite thing is the smellier the cheese, the more he wanted it. Yeah. So I was like, who is going to sneak stuff out of my trash can? Who's going to sh- who's going to snuffle in my trash can and rip things apart? We had to get lids on our trash cans because he would steal the tampons out of the trash because he's disgusting. <laughs> And I was like, "What? Who's gonna be like really messy and inconvenient now? Who who is gonna lick the food off of the plates in the dishwasher? Yeah, and then get his collar caught on the prongs in the dishwasher, and then freak out and rip the whole rack out like he did one time. Oh, jeez, it was it was just tough. But I don't remember which night it was when you texted me and told me to check out um, uh, Twitter. This is my this is my <laughs> sad segue into my really really excited segue. <laughs> really excited was it wednesday night that you told me yeah i think i think i had said hey do you want to record and then um i think it was wednesday yeah and then 
Or was it Tuesday? Because I think you were asking me, and I said no. I want to. I want to. Um, yeah, I think I I asked you the the day before. Yeah, I asked. You yeah, the- it was the day before because I remember um, like going on a total rant about it to my trainer at the gym. Yeah, it like was the entire Tuesday. backstory that is John Moxley. <laughs> it, yeah, it it was Tuesday. Um, I asked you. You said no. I'll be good. And I said, by the way, uh, you need to check Twitter right now. And I'm really glad you did. I feel like it was a total blessing, to be honest, because that <laughs> really, really helped in like the, the weirdest way. Like it really helped. I freaked the fuck out, and I was like devastated that nobody else was talking about it. And then Holland reminded us he doesn't go on Twitter. <laughs> like, no, he doesn't. And I not. was like, fair enough that you wouldn't expect it. But the second you sent, you told me to go on it, and I went on it, and I saw that his name was changed to, changed to John Moxley. I had severe heart palpitations. So, uh, for anybody not in the know, the former, shame on you, first of all, the former Dean Ambrose uh, took to Twitter, which he doesn't do uh, ever. He literally hasn't in like six years. <laughs> changed his name to John Moxley and proceeded to post a very well produced video. Um, Basically, he's breaking out of jail. He has (laughs) the jail that is WWE. Yes, he has barbed wire wrapped around his arm. He's bleeding. Uh, He's walking past some dice. Uh, And yeah, it was um, it was a very well produced video. And people are saying. And also, by the way, usually when you change your name on on Twitter, um, and you have the the check mark, um, it goes away. I believe. If you change your if you change your name, it does. That is true. Um, but he is blue check mark certified, and also, I guess another interesting thing to note is um, Twitter Sports said uh, we we can hear the crowd ch- chanting Moxley now, and they posted the uh, the AEW. Um, I'm sorry, they posted the Cody Rhodes, you know, listening gif. That everyone uses whenever somebody mentions AEW. Yeah. Um, so that was also very interesting. So a lot of people are speculating that uh, old old Mox might show up at uh, at Double or Nothing. Um, those Which is w- interesting. And I believe it was Christine in the Facebook group said the 90-day no-compete clause. But then somebody else pointed out he wasn't released. He just let his contract expire. Yeah. Does it still count? No, it doesn't. I believe it doesn't count if it expires and he does not. Uh, he does not renew it. My my favorite thing is just when we were talking about like them trying to offer him more money, and then it's not about the money, Vince. And I imagine it in the same voice every time, and I laugh every time. Is your impression of Dean Ambrose doing the "It's not about the money, Vince"? <laughs> <laughs> It's not about the money, Vince. <laughs> I'm uh I'm very excited to see what happens. <laughs> I know that um uh the king himself, Nick Gage, tweeted a picture out of himself, Moxley, and oh, I can't remember who oh, it was um Drake Younger, and they're all just like a bloody fucking mess posing for the camera. That's the greatest. The, that's so great. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the world is uh, his oyster, if you will. That is that. That is so something he would say. It just is. So you know. Um, <laughs> he was, I'm just so excited because 
you can tell, like going back, because I recently, literally right before we recorded, was watching WXW classic Moxley footage. And you could tell how much fun he was having back then. And then yeah. there was something about him being in the WWE where it's like, yeah, he's doing what he always wanted to do, but I still feel like he feels in like internally creatively stifled. Yeah, absolutely. And because he's such a creative person. And it, I really thought that he was just going to retire. That's why I was so pleasantly shocked I to mean, see that he was coming back. Yeah, everybody thought that he might just, you know, he might just ride off into the sunset. But Because it, that would also be something he would totally do. It like, would. But then again, he's very unpredictable. And it's also only been a week. Like, he's just out there right... He's just out there right now. Just... Doing whatever the yeah. fuck he wants. Yeah. And I respect that. I'm so excited. And then I was like, thank God I still have both of my Moxley shirts that are one of a kind that people keep asking me where I got them. And I'm like, they don't make it anymore. So suck it. Well, we'll see. Um, <laughs> I, I have not. Um, I'm going to check right now. ProWrestlingTees.com. Well, they're not from Pro Wrestling Tees. Well, I just they wanna, were custom. You know, I want to see if he's randomly up on there yet. Nope. Not because I have a classic one of him. Um, on the indies and he's covered in blood and they just put it they photoshopped an instagram flower crown on him <laughs> and it just says nope on it <laughs> amazing it's so good but like i'm so excited like i know you guys are like just give the floor to marianne to talk about it but i don't even i just really can't wait to see what kind of weird shit he cooks up yeah, it's um, now that he has like money at his disposal. I want to see a switchblade conspiracy like like reunion. That would yeah, be great. I mean, it could happen. A lot of things could happen, and this is just uh, could be just a very very uh, interesting. I'm just stoked to see where he goes. And in my opinion, like he could be one of the highest paid independent people. Oh, absolutely! Out there, maybe ever. Oh, for sure. Which is insane that he went from being a little dirty ragamuffin wearing, like, ripped jeans that were too long for him. Yeah. I'm just going to go over the classic Moxley outfit, okay? So it is a black vest that just says Mox written really shittily vertically down the back. Uh, <laughs> baggy, like, really baggy um, jeans that are ripped on the bottom and have holes in them. Uh-huh. His classic two-prong belt. That he wore literally his entire career. Yes. You know how, you know how, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to Luke Harper later. Um, wore the same fucking outfit for like his entire career. Yeah. <laughs> the same belt that he literally has worn since day one. The black one with the two prongs in it. And then like, I would not be shocked. And I told you this, I wouldn't be shocked if he wore a wallet chain like in real life oh back then. Back in like 2009. <laughs> like, mm. And I have matches of him versus Ricochet from 2009 in IWA Mid South. It's insane. Oh my god, that's it's crazy. like it's like literally. I think like the the time frame of the IWA Mid South best of John Moxley is like 2008 to 2010. And there's two Tim Donst matches on there. Ooh, yeah. And there's you two Ricochet the matches on there, but one of them is a one-on-one with Ricochet. And I remember watching it a long time ago, and it was like shitty flat-ironed hair Ricochet before he knew what the fuck he was doing. Uh-huh. Yes. And it's amazing. So great. I, I, oh, I highly recommend anybody looking, if you're not f- like terribly familiar with anything that Dean Ambrose did before the WWE... I highly, if you want to smile, even just laugh, just look up his old promos 
because those are some that's some brilliant shit right there oh yeah it's like i had always said like when he did when he did the wwe movie the lockdown movie and they were like do you want to act and he's like i'm not an actor i was like you know the conversation was like you know why we hired you right because <laughs> joey fucking mercury saw your insane promos on youtube and was like we need this guy <laughs> because yeah. you're such a good actor so i don't know but he he's just just look those up any of the matches you could find they're nuts they're absolutely nuts. Like he's so creatively just brilliant and I'm super glad he's back. And now I was like, Oh my God, my chances of seeing him at a closer range is even higher. And I love him. Everybody knows that he's great. I fucking love him. Hair, no hair. I don't give a shit. But anyways, oh, this has turned into <laughs> Mox- the, the, the Moxley hour. You just it's made mo- the list. It's Mox o'clock. It's Mox o'clock. Oh my god. <laughs> it's Mox O'Clock. Jeez. John, I want to hear you talk about Moxley. Like what is your what is your experience with seeing anything Moxley related? I mean, honestly, uh one of the <laughs> one of the biggest Moxley supporters besides you uh is Kyle. Kyle loved really? Kyle loved Moxley. Kyle would talk up Moxley all the time. Um, I remember wow. he'd be like, "He's like, you have to watch this guy's promos. He's fucking insane." I remember and you he, didn't listen to him. <laughs> I mean, I was like, "All right, sure." No, I mean the they were great. Um, and I'm trying to think of the other thing. He oh, he was like, "Dude, you have to watch this." He's like, "You have to watch this thing. It happened at WrestleMania weekend." And oh, um, is it the? Are you talking about the him um, and Foley? Oh my god! Which is like that shit is amazing. It's like holy shit! Like that was the first time I noticed him. I remember he was super excited when uh, the Shield came up. Uh, so yeah, I mean, most hey, Kyle, of- did you guys both watch FCW or no? No, we didn't. We didn't ever. Re- I mean, Kyle might have, but I never really watched anything because it wasn't readily available. I feel. If that's something we could go and find somewhere, is it on the WWE Network? It's, FC n- du- it's not, and it's very disappointing. That's upsetting because the feud he had with Regal was one of my favorite like things to watch. Yeah, I mean, just I'd all of all that. of the 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 stuff that he came up with during that feud. That's the line where he said, "I'm hungry and I'm angry and I don't care about anything." <laughs> is from that and the I roam the landscape like a tyrannosaurus rex and you are a question mark. Just all of my favorite Moxley yeah. gifts are from that feud. <laughs> I mean, yeah. He- you sir are a coward and I can beat you with a fork and a spoon. <laughs> Just like the the funniest it's, shit. It's um it's going to be real interesting to see I am a god you could never wear a fanny pack and get away with it. I just wonder like could he could John Moxley be bigger than Dean Ambrose? Uh yeah. All right. Especially Dean Ambrose like cuz Dean Ambrose was huge right out of the shield. He was big with the shield yeah. and he was huge right out of, out of the shield during mm-hmm. like the vengeance moment and then he kind of teetered in momentum. Yeah. It didn't like he didn't like teeter in popularity, just like momentum. And I think Moxley can go so much farther than where how far Dean Ambrose went. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Well, I mean, we will we will see. I mean, in the near future if 
if all of the clues from that video he posted um, are I true. I love how there was barbed wire in it. Like, there had to be fucking barbed, barbed wire, wire in it. Barbed wire, blood, and a cigarette. Which is just absolutely, if I had to pick three ingredients, like if he was a Powerpuff girl, and I had to put them all in like a thing, it would be those three things. Like, just I just picture like him with the cigarette sitting backwards on a chair. Yeah, absolutely. And just him holding a beer literally covered in blood, Ugh. smiling yeah. like a two-year-old. And just he, I he's brilliant, and yeah. I'm so excited for him. Like I'm, I, ugh, I would have been excited. I'm excited no matter what because I feel like he now he's live. He gets to have his like he live up to the potential that he has. Yeah, which also kind of goes into the whole thing with Luke Harper right now. Um, yeah, I mean we can. Like, you saw what I sent you, right? Yes, it was, it was pretty like. Um, is pretty brilliant. Like where it's just he's not living up to there's um the way the way and this is this is how I feel about a lot of people that I feel are being underutilized, which is like everybody. Right. But um the what I had sent you was um Simon Grimm had posted somebody had asked him to ask about his wrestling hot takes mm-hmm. and what a person said thought on Luke Harper's contract situation. And Simon Grimm who his like he's been wrestling he's known him you know they've been in the indies together for like the same amount of time he said i'm disheartened by how many people are taking the cynical stance of signed signed a contract bro quit bitching you're still getting paid which pisses me off and i know i've mentioned that before because there are because he had said there are few pains as great as simultaneously being adjacent to what you love and being barred from it yeah, which I is mean, exactly how I feel Dean Ambrose was for yeah. a large portion, especially towards the end. And the was thing being in in doing the thing that you love, living your dream, but being barred from it at the same time. Yeah, the thing with and I get it. And I mean, Luke Harper uh, asked for his release, um, was apparently not granted it, and then they said, "Oh, by the way," which this. I mean, it sucks, but I guess legally you can do that because he was hurt. They tacked on however many months he was out of action. I guess you can legally do that. That's Let's, so fucked yeah. up. We'll just go with, I guess you can legally do that. I, I I assume that it is legal. It's questionably legal. There you go. It's questionably legal. Um, um, and I, I think that's messed up. And then it makes me like, obviously I can't, I, I'm not a wrestler and I, I it's not like it ha- I have, wasn't like raised having that be a dream of mine kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it makes me, it makes me wonder about all the people on the independence. Like after hearing about all of this shit, how controlled and stuff they are, do you still want to, ha- is that still your dream? to yeah, get there right do you know what i mean yeah like i i because it makes it it makes me look at other wrestlers going like okay now going as far as being as well known as like the young bucks and like kenny omega and stuff like that still still being not signed to the wwe i feel like that's a more a more healthy dream to have and i hope that it starts turning more and more out like that instead of wanting to go to the wwe where you're probably going to be underutilized your health insurance is going to be non-existent you're going to have to pay for your own flights and hotels which yes they do have to do Mm -hmm. and you're just it just sucks because there's so many people that i'm like they could be doing so much more and they're not doing anything with it because like vince is a psychopath yeah 
I don't know. And further proved by the revival apparently being offered, did you see this? Five-year contracts that were worth, I think it was $500,000 a year each. So that's like a pretty good chunk. Apparently they turned down those deals. um, Because they want their contracts to expire so they can leave. Well, here's the thing. Um, Dash Wilder broke his jaw. I love Dash Wilder. He broke his jaw and was out for two months. So now they're tacking on two months to his thing. So now, so fucked. Yeah. So now the revival will not uh, will not be released at the same time because of it. That is so shitty. But like two months apart's different. Yeah, it is. But but still, like that that sucks. But also, go you. I'm I'm like real. I'm all for all the wrestlers that want to get released. Yeah, me too. I mean, I'm because it's like who do you like that? Who do you think that started with? Because I feel like it became like it, it's not that it wasn't a thing that happened. It's just it became more and more apparent recently. Um, where people are like, people I'm fucking like, done. Honestly, I think the first person that I can like Cody Rhodes. Um, was Juice before Cody or after Cody? Juice Robinson. Yeah, before. So I think it was with Juice because Juice was like, uh, he asked for his release and they gave it to him. And um, actually, um, Albert, who's Matt Bloom, apparently got him in the door at New Japan. So wow. So that's how that happened, I believe. Um, Yeah. So I think he was the first one to really be like, it's not working out here. I want to go to Japan. And then Sammy Callahan did the same thing, didn't he? Yes, Sammy asked for his release. And then he publi- he very publicly was like, I was miserable. Yeah, which makes sense. Um, so, I mean, it's a lot of people have they have asked for their release. But, I mean, before, you know, the looming cloud of all elite wrestling, WWE was like, all right, sure, whatever. Like, they didn't really care. They'll just let you out of your contract if you, if you seemingly wanted yeah, to. Yeah, let you out of your contract or you couldn't just make it very publicly known how miserable you are, which is what Simon did. Yeah. So like really fucking miserable. And then they still keep people like Sin Cara. <laughs> well, is he, is Sin Cara miserable? I don't think he is. No, I, I was like, no, they still keep like, they, they, they like, there's some people that they'll fire. Oh, right. right, right. But then they won't fire Sin Cara. Right. Who's fighting around the world. He is fighting around the world as, <gasps> as always. Oh my God. Oy, oy, oy. Um. All right. Well, let's get to this. Uh, to our our only match we watched this week. Actually, um, we didn't really talk about it, Marianne. Uh, I'm in the second week of my new job. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was all chat chatting about myself and my my dead dog, and you <laughs> you. Well, like... I kind of was like, all right. Well, let, let us uh, move on to Moxicall. I tried to make that a joke, and it hurt me on the inside. Yeah. So I probably shouldn't have done that. Well, I mean, you live <laughs> well... and you you live and you learn. Um, yeah, new job's going pretty well. I'm very excited about um about it. I'm um making a lot of positive influences and changes there and uh yeah i'm excited to get everything that it's been very hectic i will tell you that we launched a new line of um of eyeshadow 
And you're it, so out of your element right now. I'm very much out of my element. But the blue Marianne is very nice. Did I send you a link to it? Yeah, you did. And yeah. I immediately said, um, oh, my God. Damn it. I forgot my own joke. What's the blue one called? Oh, shit. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a great name. And I just and then the black one is called Jorge. Yes. Oh, and it, it was like, um, it's not. Oh, no. What is it? I can't remember. Ugh. Oh, well. damn it. But yes, it was like a full sentence. Because they were right next to each other, yes. and it was great, and yeah. It's good stuff. Um, also, uh, I got my Bam Bam Bigelow jacket in the mail. Oh my god, and it's summer now. I know. I think I might wear it to Mystery Vortex, and then that's it, I think. I haven't decided yet. Very excited for Mystery Vortex next week. Yeah, I was I was going to say, if this was... Um fucking at Reseda, i'd be like what are you doing wearing a jacket oh, no way that would be oh i remember i figured nightmare. out what what do you mean is the name of oh the what do you mean line. jorge yes yeah what do you mean jorge and then i said it's my favorite thing uh, uh, but yeah that's um that's what's going on with me i have very little time to watch uh the sport of professional wrestling but um, but all the time to watch the sport of baseball Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Those Mets, though. They're doing all right. They're okay. They did lose the last time I saw their last one, though, right? What do you mean, like, yesterday? They lost yesterday. They won today. Okay, yeah, they lost yesterday. That's what it was, because was, we were watching baseball with my brother, and something really dumb happened, and I went, the Mets. <laughs> Whatever. It, it forever takes me back to that one tweet that was there was a hashtag going out like like going around like why are you a Mets fan and your response was because my mother wanted me to be disappointed in everything for the rest of my life <laughs> yeah <laughs> classic John Pingle tweet <laughs> well I mean something that I was not disappointed in was going all the way back <laughs> to WrestleMania three and watching the Intercontinental Championship match between the champion. Macho Man Randy Savage, and the challenger, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. How old were you when this match happened? Oh boy, WrestleMania 3 happened in... 1988, right? Eight, was it 88? It was 87. You were a year off, Marianne. Good call. Close. Um, I was uh, four years old. Lil John Pingle. Oh yeah, my birthday's in two days. I keep forgetting about that. You were vier Yarold. There you go. That's how old I was. Um, yeah, WrestleMania uh, 3, known you know mainly for when Hogan slammed Andre at the end, but also, I mean, known for this match, which is considered one of the best matches of all time. Is it? Uh, yes, it is. Um, it, huh. Pontiac Silverdome, bigger, better, batter was the tagline. That's pretty Yo, cool. remember Pontiac? Yeah, I had a Pontiac Bonneville. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, was that before? Yeah. I had a wait, Pontiac wait. Bonneville. This is before what's we the, knew What's it. the car that um, Cameron had in Fast Times at Ridgemont High? Oh, was, it a have, cruising, was your car a cruising vessel? I have uh, basically. Have you never seen a Pontiac Bonneville? <laughs> yes, I have. That's why That's why I'm asking what kind of car he had. Because I'm pretty sure it's the same car. What, who was it? Or, hold on. No, who was the character? I, no, it wasn't the same car. Uh... Oh no, it was not. I am looking. So the cr- a cruising vessel. Yeah, I mean, mine basically was a cruising vessel, but. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was a Buick Lesabre. 
Oh my god. It's freaking huge. Pontiac Bonneville, man. That thing was a boat. <laughs> a boat. Anyway, um yeah. What did you think of uh little Vince McMahon? Um I was too angry over that shitty saxophone solo in the opener. <laughs> yeah. Like shoot me. It reminded me of the Sesame Street theme where like but the Sesame Street theme I think was a clarinet. Was it? Either way, Man, I don't know. No, I just remember the Sesame Street theme where they had the <laughs> the Statue of Liberty, and it would do these weird little hip things, and it was like the the cartoon Statue of Liberty, and it just watching Sesame Street with that shitty clarinet saxophone bullshit that's like elevator music. I can't, <laughs> I cannot, and I will not even try before you ask because I know you do that. Fair enough. But yeah, little, little Vince McMahon out there looking, looking, how old was he there? Hey, what, at the same age as Shane is now? Man, maybe. Yeah, but Shane looks so much older. And also, Vince McMahon had a neck and Shane doesn't have a neck. So Vince McMahon is 73 years old right now. So, um, what was it? 1988 or 87, 87 minus uh, 1945. So 30 years almost. He was 42 there. Yeah, so he's like the same age as yeah. Shane. Shane McMahon's age. Yeah, but he looks way better there than Shane does now. Shane McMahon is 49 years old. Oh, wow. Never mind. Stephanie is 42. What? Yeah, so Stephanie is as old as Vince was when that... My God. I know. 49 and he's jumping off high shit? God. It's crazy, man. Dads, count anyway now uh marianne you sounded surprised when i said this was uh considered one of the greatest matches of all time because i'm used i'm used to us like the past few matches that we've watched have been like japanese matches that were hard-hitting and ridiculous and this was just randy savage whoa i don't mean it like that much like how (laughs) jesse ventura reacts when someone gets super hurt i love jesse whoa we've we've been over this i love him (laughs) Oh no, it's um it's great. So to open this match, we get a little backstory of how we got here. Basically, Steamboat and Savage had a match. Uh Randy Savage was attacking the throat and he used the ring bell to uh, basically injure Ricky Steamboat and put him out of action. Uh, I also love that we get a little promo with Mean Gene and the doctor and the doctor's like well, I, I can't believe he's recovering this fast. And Mean Gene's like, it's it's all because of his heart. And it's like, <laughs> it's like oh, okay. <laughs> he's resilient. He's got a big heart and he's ready to fight. Yeah. Remember, I feel like we did that in the classic match. And I was like, dude, a big heart is not a good thing. No, it's a b- very bad thing. An enlarged heart. That's what Divine died of. And I've already made that joke once. Damn it. I feel like you have, but oh, well. <laughs> Uh, I have to mix drag in there somewhere. Man, speaking of which, speaking, one of my speaking of which, that's on tonight. That's on right it now. It is. It's on right now. But also, uh, man, Plastique Tierra going home, huh? Yo, and then tonight, I'm just going to spoil it now because no, wait. I don't know who. I don't know who. I don't know. I don't know yet. You have a John. You you've been watching. Yeah, I don't know. Bitch. Oh man, I already know. Don't and tell I'm, me. Please don't tell me. I will legitimately be upset. I don't know. Oh, it's just like me spoiling Endgame. Are you going to punch me? Remember, have you heard of all the people that are getting like physically assaulted for spoiling Endgame? Good. <laughs> A guy literally punched his coworker. Good. 
Did you hear about the guy who um, a random stranger spoiled? Um, he was shouting outside the theater. No, 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 no. He he spoiled Infinity Wars for a random guy on Instagram, and the guy lawn conned him and was like, "Hey, man, I already saw the movie. That's a funny prank, though." And he talked to this guy for an entire year, and he took. He went to go see Endgame, and he took pictures of all of like the critical moments, and he and was sent it to him. And he's like, "Hey, man, have you seen Endgame yet?" And he's like, "No." And he's like, "I don't want it to get it spoiled." And he's like, "Oh, like you spoiled it for me last year." And he's like, "That was a long time ago, man." And then he proceeded to just photo dump every picture to this guy. That is brilliant. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah. I just heard a guy in um was it was like China or something and he was shouting spoilers from the movie outside the theater and he got like mobbed. Good. <laughs> Good. That's how it should be. Uh, uh anyway, back to professional wrestling, I guess. Um anyway, <laughs> as Dan as uh Dan from Twitter would say, anyway, back to Dragon Gate. Um <laughs> Oh, Dan. Uh, Shout out to Dan. Always giving me the good programs to watch and uh, always fun to talk to. Also, shout out to... What are your thoughts on this match? Yeah, Dan, let us know what you think. Tell us what you think. Also, shout out... We don't care about the rest of you, just Dan. No, I'm shouting out Dominic, too. Dominic. Oh, Dominic asking asking the world's hardest question. We'll we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um... Yeah, what are we? What are we talking about? Oh yeah, right. Macho Man. Uh, <laughs> we get a great Macho Man promo. I love the line: "History beckons the Macho Man." <laughs> I was like, "Holy shit, that's amazing!" Um, macho Man promos always make me laugh every so single time. They're so great. Now I wrote down champs out first. No good, and you need me to explain this to you. So I will. Okay. Um, so usually when the champion, the champion is supposed to come out last because they are the champion. They have earned the right to, you know, be the last person in the ring because they have, if they so choose, they have a little belt. Yes. If they so choose. Um, but usually when a champ comes out first, it's uh, not a good sign because they usually lose the belt. And that's just a thing, the pattern that people have noticed. It's just a pattern. Yeah. It usually happens. I thought there was because I that's what I that's what I knew it was. I just didn't know if there was a backstory as to why that was. So it's just a weird pattern. Yeah, just a weird pattern. A conspiracy theory. Sure, it's a little bit of a conspiracy say. theory, but yeah. So there you go. That's oh it. man. Yeah. Um, Elizabeth though. Yeah, Miss Elizabeth, such an exotic name. That's not at all overly common in any way whatsoever. Did they did they say that? Or are you just being No, they just they Elizabeth? just present it like the beautiful Miss Elizabeth and I'm like did she choose that name because there's a million other names. You know how many queens of England are named Elizabeth? Actually only two. But you get what this I'm is, saying. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean the the whole storyline is that It's such a common name. Yeah. It is. I mean, the whole storyline is that, you know, Savage is the... And actually, Vice just did a pretty good documentary on this. Um, if you, if anyone out there has not seen the Vice Land, um, oh, man, the their wrestling documentary series, definitely check it out. It's uh, I've seen two of the episodes. They are both very good. Um, but yeah, they were portraying Elizabeth as she was the first woman of wrestling, and Randy Savage didn't always like that. 
in character and maybe out of character. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So that's why they always hi- hype her up and like Randy said, they're like, look at Randy. He's a fucking asshole. Uh, I don't know. When he like goes out of the ring and moves her. Well, it was her fault for being in the wrong side. Wow. Dumb. You are Jesse the Body Ventura. Me? Yes. I he shouldn't have been you. over That's there, why Gorilla. I love him so much because I so love myself. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I um, have to tweet that. I was just told that I am Jesse the Body Ventura. Oh. Uh, that's the first thing he's done all, right all night, Gorilla. <laughs> he's so funny. Oh, it. my God. Um, so uh, we get a Ricky the Dragon steamboat promo, and I mean, he's trying. You, I said, you know, it's real because that upper lip sweat. Oh, he's probably super nervous. <laughs> comes from the heart. Oh yeah. Um, I don't. I never. I will never understand why he chose that wrestling name when his actual surname is fucking blood. How metal I know, is that? Right? That's I know. So metal. It's so weird. But I'm going to be a steamboat. Nothing wrong with a steamboat, but bl- <laughs> but blood is indeed like. Come on, dude. I mean, I don't know if a guy named Blood can be be a <laughs> uh, a face, a baby face. That's probably why they didn't do it. And they're like, well, yeah, no, fuck it, a steamboat. steamboat have to do with being a baby face? I can only picture a steamboat that has googly eyes being a baby face, like a, like a Thomas the Tank Engine steamboat. I don't know. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I have no oh idea. I have no idea. Ugh. But those, um, those working over the arm in like the most graceful way ever. Ugh. I love and it. And I he is beauty, he is grace, he is also a steamboat. He is indeed a steamboat. But mostly he is grace. <laughs> uh, I I love the commentators putting over that it is the final opportunity like a million times they say. <laughs> this is the final opportunity. Uh steamboat's working over the arm and I believe Savage is working over the throat still a little bit. What a bit. thing to work over. I know, right? Um I loved uh this match was uh, I mean, I I asked you the question. I think it's one of the best matches of all time. I think it's a really smooth match. Um It is smooth. I will give you that. Also, apparently uh I the, another thing about Randy Savage is apparently he liked to um go over his matches uh move for move, which in- is in great detail yeah in great detail um which also at the same time kind of points towards the you don't know what you're doing like i don't know how to explain that okay like you go over it move for move but isn't part of it supposed to be improv yeah yeah i guess sorry it's it's been a long week marian of course you know know. of course you you know know how i i speaking of naps um (laughs) my next note when he when Steamboat got tossed over oh, God. Like, the top rope, he landed on the mat on the outside in the exact same pose I make when I sleep. Wow! And I was like, he posed literally how I sleep. <laughs> and that's, I, t- I had I had been taking a nap before I watched this match. So oh, um, Marin, he he quoted Yogi Berra, not not Yogi Bear. <laughs> oh my god that is amazing when i skimmed over this note earlier i was like wow marianne really likes yogi Berra. that's weird and now that i read it um <laughs> quoting yogi bear oh boy what they 
He looks like a picnic (laughs) basket gorilla. I'm crying. Oh, my God. Oh, man. They sound the same. (laughs) No, they do. They do. (laughs) Macho Man is smarter than the average bear gorilla. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, man. That's amazing. Anyway. My, my abs hurt. That's how hard I laugh. <laughs> uh, what do you think of Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's arm drags? Because I think they are the best. They are really tight. Yeah. I love them. And therefore, because they're really tight, they hit really hard. Yes. And it's great. Love it. Um, there was also a little sequence that was super cool that happened after some arm drags. Uh, they were running the ropes, but Savage uh, turns around and pushes Steamboat into the ropes, and he slingshots back off them, and uh, Savage hits him with a a knee lift to the back, which was amazing. I loved that because it was like the perfect example of exploiting someone's physical momentum. Yeah. This was like the old so, school version of like, you know, when pe- they throw people into the ropes and then they do the, the German suplex. Yes. That was, that's like the 80s version of that. Of the that. Yeah. Um, yeah. This was just uh, just a really, I like that moves that seeming, it, it told the story that they knew each other, uh, like how they wrestle. Like he yeah. sends him over the top rope. Steamboat tries to skin the cat, but Macho Man's like, no, I, I know that you do that in literally every match. Now I wish somebody would be like that with Ricochet. Um, <laughs> my, I have never seen someone skin the cat so effortless. I'm disgusted. I'm like disgusted <laughs> how effortless it was. Yeah, like, uh, Steamboat was the master at that. Did his sure. abs even contract? Probably not. No. Probably not because he's a steamboat and steamboats tip over really easily. Yes, they do. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> I think I'm what sorry. another thing we forgot to mention is uh, George the Animal Steel is is involved, and I feel like his name actually has an e at the end of it. So it doesn't even matter because we love animals on this podcast. Yes. Just so everyone knows, absolutely adorable um, human being. <laughs> yes, um, man. Uh, Macho Man double axe handle. I love the Macho Man double axe handle too. Goodness gracious! And I think it's a very underrated move. And uh, I, I think when remember last week when I was talking or last week, oh boy, we didn't record last week. Record the week before that. Remember, I was talking about the Dream has kind of like an old school kind of move set. This is what I was referencing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so he's kind. He's got a lot of Macho Man move set in his arsenal obviously because he does the double axe handle and his finishing move is uh the purple rainmaker yeah but are you how are we gonna get to my shoot all right because or are we just gonna go with obviously the double axe handle steamboat gets thrown over a build the rope a billion times this match yeah like i lost count he gets he gets oh pardon me thrown overboard <laughs> um yeesh i'm here yeah, I'm here all week, which is just until tomorrow. Um, mm. But the double axe handle—you think it's—you think it's underrated? I think it's dumb looking. Wow! Because with your arms lifted like that, it leaves your entire chest and groin and everything completely exposed. Exactly. So, like this is this is where you see like. <laughs> 
I can't be making a Game of Thrones reference. But, like, if you jump with, like, because you're supposed to basically, when you do that, you have a knife in your hands. When you do that, and it Mm -hmm. literally just leaves you open to get kicked in the stomach and or stabbed or impaled on something. Yeah. Like, it, it just looks so dumb. And that's not how you, like, the momentum of jumping down like that, it's not using your arms like that. It's not the most effective way of using your momentum of doing that movement. Well, I love it. <laughs> well, but I get your point. Sometimes I get your one point. of one of my favorite things is like I because I am guilty of doing this over analyzing wrestling about stuff, and it's like, man, if you hate it so much, just don't fucking watch it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but like the enjoyment is picking it apart. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You don't understand how much I enjoy my own negativity. Yeah, for sure. Because then I can turn it into jokes. Yeah, that I will laugh at my own jokes and nobody else will laugh at them. Absolutely. But you know who is funny as fuck? Jesse the Body Ventura. Yeah, I mean, every time we watch one of these classic matches, I always am reminded of how good Gorilla and Jesse were together. They're both, like, really smart. Like, I feel like commentators now aren't as versed enough in the actual art and actions going on in the ring, and instead they're putting too much stock into the drama and the storyline or the lack thereof. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, these guys commentate, like, about the here and now, what is going on in the ring, and not about, like, sometimes I feel like the commentators now are too distracting. Yeah. Because they're not talking about exactly what's going on in the ring, they're talking about something else. And And sometimes it'll take one of them them to bring him back to what's actually going on. Yeah. And there's too many of them. And there's too many of them, exactly. And in this in this case, there's two of them. I, I feel like you had asked me this before, and I prefer the two person commentating. Yeah. But it, it's like in this, they're they're both like actually talking about what's going on, and they're in the moment. And now yeah. it's like they they're talking about like I'm just automatically thinking of all the shitty stuff that Jared the King Lawler says. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's not adding anything to the situation. You're supposed to be commentating on the match, but adding things to the situation. And yeah. in this case, they don't do that as much now, which is why Corey Graves is so refreshing. Mm-hmm. Yes. And and there's always they, they they put too much stock in having the same three characters and having a three person commentating table. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like the one that gets picked on all the time, the neutral one, and then the Corey Graves. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's the same. It's it's too much going on on the sidelines when all I want to do is watch the match. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So if you like took the Byron Saxton out and just left the Corey and the Michael Cole, it would be better. I agree. I one hundred percent agree. They're turning it into like a stupid sideshow, and I hate that. Yeah. Um, but anyways, back to this match from before I was born. <laughs> I don't recall this many pin attempts but holy moly there was like a million near falls uh, there 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 we go that's an accurate statement before it was an understatement yes there's so so many On the, they were there was so many specifically by ricky the steamboat ricky the boat of steam <laughs> the boat yeah ricky the boat of steam yes um yeah all by him um and i think there was one Oh, well, the, before all of the pin attempts, the first one, uh, Steamboat hit him with a flying chop off the top rope, and Jesus. then it was like a one-two foot on the rope. Um, I wonder if people, because usually those rings are echo when they, you know, people are hitting it or falling on it, because uh, the crowd went crazy for the two pi- 
for the two count. And I wonder if they might have heard an echo of a third count. So that's why they thought maybe Steamboat won. Who knows? I don't know. But uh, there were so many pin attempts after that. We got a ref bump, which is always great. He, A toddler would have survived that. And that, <laughs> the same can be said for now. Yes. Just the bump. It's like, my God, what what qualifications do you need to have to be a referee? Because clearly there's not very many needed. Yeah. Um, that sounded like horrible English. But in real life, you have to be able to like wrestle absolutely. to be a referee. Absolutely. And the same thing goes for being a manager. You have to be able to take moves in order to be a manager. Yeah. You can't just be pretty. Trust me, I tried. <laughs> um, I, I didn't. <laughs> I just know that. So Savage hits the elbow drop, but the ref is down. He clearly gets a three count. Um, and he's like, forget it. I'm going to go get this ring bell and fuck this dude up again. Um, of, of all the things you could have grabbed. Yeah. Uh, again. Yeah. Uh George the Animal Steel jumps up, grabs the bell, gets kicked in his head. Savage picks up the bell again. He goes to hit Steamboat with it. It do- it backfires, and we get a pretty interesting roll up out of into. It was like a body slam into a roll up, and um, Steamboat gets the three count, and he is the new Intercontinental Champion. That like, crowd went fucking ape shit. Yeah, that crowd was ready to. Uh, it was they wanted everybody to know oh yeah who they wanted to win that match because fuck it was obvious <laughs> absolutely oh my god why is this a sleepy recording man did i mention that last friday i went to bed at 9 30 am i supposed to be shocked because that's when i usually go to bed all the time that's how because tired i'm I was. so bored and i have a lack of social life that i literally will fall asleep at like 8 30 sometimes because i have nothing else to do that's how tired i was i fell asleep I was like, I just want to go to bed. And then did I you did. feel great in the morning, though? Um, not really. I mean, uh, I woke up at five in the morning, and I was like, like well, you had to wake up at five in the morning, or you naturally woke up at five. I in naturally the morning? woke up at five. Uh, <laughs> and in your head, you went, "No, this is not. I well, this is not me." We stayed up for an hour and watched uh, an episode of The Blacklist, and then went back to sleep for like three more hours so i guess i felt kind of uh rested because i i like being able to wake up naturally earlier because then i'm like okay cool i can go and get stuff done before noon yeah i don't feel like i wasted my whole day because if i wake up on the weekend and i wake up at like 10 there's no point in me putting on makeup that day because it's gonna take me like three hours then the whole day's gone and i don't know why it takes me three hours (laughs) just go with me (laughs) But yeah. <laughs> well, um we have questions and by questions we mean lots of questions. We have a lot of questions. We said, "Hey, just give us all the questions." Um because I mean, I watched uh I watched NXT just cuz I wanted to see Kushida, but um it, it was... I will st- I will start enjoying NXT again once 3.0 has their TV debut. Oh boy. So it'll be a little while. So I can watch shitty Jeff. Yep. Absolutely. So let's get to these questions. Um, let's just start off with a banger here. Literally. Eh. Dominic asks God this one. This one is for Marianne. <laughs> Fuck Mary Kill with Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, and Tim Donst. There's no point in even pressing the button for all three of those people. I okay. Could do it at once. I had to think I was hoping you would give me more time to think about this one. No, off the bat, we're doing it. Um, I am going to 
I can't say this on air. Damn it. Yeah, watch yourself. Oh my god, I can't. And I want to so bad, and it fucking sucks. Okay, I'm going to bang Orange Cassidy, marry Dustin, kill Timmy. Wow. All right. There it is. It's set in stone, and just for old times' sake. I have my logical reasons. If you would like me to go into detail with this, I can. It's fine. Hit me up. Just DM me. No, I'm just talking to listeners in general. I have my logic behind this that I'm not going to explain on air. And just for just for old times' sake, you just made the list. There you go. There's one. I I love me some Dustin. I love me some Dustin. So let's. I told him I, I, I side note. I told him I was. Uh, I was like, I have to put my dog to sleep tomorrow. Make me laugh, and he just sent me a really garbage picture of himself. Oh, <laughs> which great. is what I was waiting for. Which is what I wanted, and it's just a really horribly unphotogenic picture of him. I was like, man, could you look any less attractive Amazing. in this picture? Because fuck. Uh, let's see. Uh, my friend Mike Solko asks if. If you could ask any wrestler to be the best man or maid of honor at your wedding, who would you pick? Marianne. You have to think of it in terms of, um, for a woman, the maid of honor has to plan the wedding or help plan the wedding. Mm -hmm. So they, and they're in charge of like your bachelorette party and all of that shit. Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. I feel like you, you answer first. So man, this is, um, this is very interesting, but I think, man, I might, I honestly might say Kevin Owens. I think I would pick Kevin Owens to be, to be my. So you best guys mate. could sit under a table and eat food while everyone else is having fun. I just feel like he <laughs> would either plan something totally ridiculous for a bachelor party, or something so low key and cool that I'm just like, this is fun. You and, know why? Because he's also a Taurus. Oh, is he, oh, that's right. Yes, I forgot about that. And I also feel like he would give a great best man speech. I feel like he would, too. And I, there you go. Oh, fuck. I was not ready for this, which is weird because I could have just pulled it up and looked at it. Shit. Um, I feel... Oh, damn it. I don't know. Like if I have to pick, because it would. I. I'm obviously more like the everybody that comes to mind is obviously like a male wrestler. So I'm trying to pick like a female wrestler, and I feel like who's somebody on in the WWE roster that roster that I really dig as a person. Um. Mm. Shit. Is there, is there someone? I don't know. If there is. Um. Probably. Oh no! I know exactly who it would be. All right. Session Moth Martina. Oh my god. All right. <laughs> I would, and the thing is, is I would immediately choose that, and then very much regret it later. Amazing, <laughs> absolutely amazing. Because my man answer was my was Orange Cassidy, so why not pick the female equivalent? There you go, perfect. <laughs> um, let's see here. Oh, here's another one from Mike Bray Wyatt. Since getting the call up, bad writing or just bad? What do you mean? Just like sitting the call up. Since he's been on the main roster, bad writing or just bad? Bad writing. Okay, I agree. And then I am also going to ask you, what do you think of these new vignettes he's been putting out? I sent you the one of the reaction of Seth and Cesaro, right? Yes. Seth's reaction was me. <laughs> I what fucking What in all hell are we watching? <laughs> I fucking love it. 
I do too. It's so stupid and ridiculous. It's I love it. I think I think it's something that could just be it won't it can't obviously be for like a long yeah. term anything, but it's short term something for him to do, something that he we already know he's good at, which yeah. is being a psychopath. Yeah. I just I I think it's different. I actually like it. I don't know where they're going to go from there, but for the time being, just like the short stuff that we've seen it's entertaining. Yeah. Just just whatever Seth Rollins thinks is what I think because we had the exact same reaction to seeing it. Oh man. Did um I how great was the Did you see the tweet where he was talking about Randy Orton and he called him Randy Bo Banders? Oh my god, what? Let me let me pull up the tweet because it's so stupid. <laughs> I I laughed so hard. Let me see. Do you remember a cardboard cutout of Randy Orton? Here we go. This is the 200th episode. It's just going to be a huge callback to all of our past episodes. I found it. A couple of years ago, Randy Orton did some pretty bad stuff to me. He destroyed my temple, uncrowned me as the champion of the world, caused my brothers to abandon me, and betrayed my trust. Worst of all, he didn't even say he was sorry. But I forgive you, Randy Bo Banders. <laughs> It is, I don't know what is happening, but I'm just so excited. He's officially cracked. Yeah, it's good stuff. I really like it. That's so funny. Um, and it almost it almost works. Yeah. With the psyche of a human being. Oh, yeah. Um, it's like, that's what would happen if you put him, like, in a padded wall cell. Is he still magic, though? I don't know. Oh, my God. Could you imagine somebody like that being magic? Instead of children singing in sheep masks, he's just gonna like attack people with puppets. <laughs> he's like he's like Mister Rogers. Oh, oh my boy. god, that's so scary. Um, what's your uh, Mike also asks? What's your favorite Tyler Breeze moment? Oh, just anything fashion files. Yeah, I would go with. Um, I'd say for me, I loved his match with Jushin Thunder Liger. That was great. I I'm just gonna go for everything from fashion files, but more specifically is. All sh- um, this, the one about Baron Corbin, three shirts, all wolves. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Yes, that shit was great. Oh my god. Um, let's see. What else do we have? Here? Or the one where they talk about uh, Jimmy and Jay Uso, Jay walking, Jimmy walking, yes. Jay walking, and Jimmy walking. And I mean, also day one is H was also. Well, you can't. Amazing. We can't remember if those were Tyler Breeze specific or Fondango. Yeah, I mean, most of the is H is so good. Oh my god! Um, uh, you you can tell just from your answer and my answer what our priorities are. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, Richard asks, <laughs> Kurgan or Nathan Jones? Do you even know who either of those people are? No, but I liked his first question. So we'll get to it. Hold on. Um, I'm going to say Kurgan because I don't know if you. If you know Marianne, but on the Sunday stream, I've just taken to asking at random times, what do you think Kurgan's doing right now? And my co-host every time goes, I don't, what? What are you talking about? It's funny. You're just going to keep saying it. Yeah, I'm going to keep doing it. I do it every show now. (laughs) It's great. I'll stop maybe once, one time, (laughs) one time soon. Um, And it'll be the day they, they expect it. Uh, Richard also asks, "JR Kratos or literally anybody else?" 
Um, I'm I'm gonna say literally anybody else. What do you think? Unless of that Jones? literally anybody else is Chris Benoit. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. Fine. Side note on this, I'm really glad that I I said that. Um, my mom. Uh, <laughs> this is, I swear to God, I have a point. Um, so. My mom is a wonderful uh, fan of Reddit. Uh-huh. And um, she was telling me, well, first of all, she did tell me one time, she goes, you, she was like, I know that I've been around you so often when I recognize wrestling references in the Reddit threads that I'm on. Oh, my God. <laughs> because somebody made a, this is some Dustin and Greg shit. Comment. <laughs> but she said, she was like, because I had said something about, okay, so my friend, um, this is just unorganized as hell. So the trash man or George, um, if you are familiar with who the trash man is, mm-hmm. um, he, he and I have this joke where we will constantly pretend that we had absolutely no idea about Chris Benoit. Right. And he'll, he will be like, holy shit. Did you know that Chris Benoit killed his wife and child and it skirted all responsibility? Jesus. <laughs> and then we'll constantly text that to each other or do it in really clever ways. And um, my mom was like, oh, speaking of that. And I went, what? And she was like, there is a guy on one of the Reddit threads I follow. And his Reddit name is Chris Benoit's Daycare. Oh, my God. Yikes. And I sent it to George. And George was like, Marion, I'm crying right now. <laughs> like, that is so funny. I was Holy like, moly. dude. And she was like, so I'm just going to follow him on Reddit to see if his humor is as dark as his name. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. <laughs> so good. Uh, Mike also asks, since it's the 200th episode, what are, god damn it, what are the 200 best Chuck Taylor matches not held on night three of Bola? What? So I'm only (laughs) allowed to answer with literally any match that isn't from night three of Bola. Yeah. Oh my god. I think that's, I think that's a subtle dig because he's never made it to night three of Bola. As in like, oh wait, no, I think he's talking about all the, the eight man tags. Oh my god. Maybe it's um, both. I just think all of his Chikara matches. Yeah. They're all fucking hilarious. Just I, the one that popped into my head first is the one that he has with um, Ricochet from like days ago. And Ricochet um, is pulling his legs and he's holding on to the, the, um, the ring post and he's going, no, no. I hate you! Get away from me! And he's kicking his legs <laughs> as he's doing it, and then Ricochet pulls his legs like even farther, and his arms come away from the ring post, and he just shrieks like a little kid. And it's honestly like the first thing that popped into my head. But literally, like just Chuck Taylor on any form. There you go. I don't give a shit. He's so entertaining. All right, moving on. That to- was a loaded question. Moving on the Facebook, Kevin asks: Better elbow drop, Savage or Kyrie Sane? Notice he didn't mention Bailey. <laughs> um, it's it's Randy Savage. Straight you up. You think so? Yeah. Um, I love Kyrie Sane's elbow. I think it's amazing. But, uh, I mean. I, I think I prefer hers because her size. And I love that, like, her her body, like, goes, like, flailing up into the air. Yeah, and it's her, her size. Like, the impact is more surprising based on how small she is. All right. I don't know how to explain that. Um, like, the physical impact is more than what you would expect. Right. Because of her size. Yeah, that makes sense. Hmm. Well, with Savage, it's just as much as you would think because he's large. Yes. Uh, Calvin says, happy 200th. Thank you, Calvin. Uh, 
And then he asks, what are your guys' most memorable moments, good and bad, from these past 200 episodes? I don't even remember last t- last episode. I, I just remember some of our, our really good episode titles. Yes, I, I was actually going to say, I think for me, it's uh, the good is all of the, the great episode titles, and the bad is, I don't know, I really don't have any... Uh, the bad is every time we had to talk about Baron Corbin. That's not true. Shut up. What are you talking? How dare you? <laughs> Shut up. How dare you talk I about think, Big Breakfast? I think some of my way. favorite memories is back when we would record face-to-face. Yeah. And we will have just gone down the street to Jack in the Box and yeah. gotten Lucky's. Lucky's being milkshakes. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the bad. I do miss doing this podcast in person, that's for sure. Those were fun, and we would be recording and putting stickers on the table at the same time. Yeah, man. Uh, the table. Good old times, man. And oh, then having dude. me having printed out notes before we remembered that technology and Google Docs existed. I don't know why we didn't. it took us years to do that. <laughs> I have no idea. But I think some of our episode titles were all really good. Yeah. I, I always, the first one that comes to mind, obviously, is um, my name is Elias Sampson, and this is Wonderwall. This is Wonderwall. I think um, another, like, Brola, good... Brola, Brola, we need to talk about Pete Dunn. Dude, people loved that uh, that episode. It got a lot of listens from what I remember. Because it's fucking hilarious. Um, I'd say uh, when we started watching uh classic matches i feel like that was in some more memorable moments there just because i think it because was you fun. knew them and i didn't yes yes yeah i think i think my, my most favorite thing is going back and just because I, I remember episodes based on the episode title right i think um a drutopian fantasy was a good one <laughs> yes. um and then they kissed that was another one yes <laughs> oh man yeah there's just many great episode titles i want to i want to just go back and look at them and then just giggle because there's so many like so many good ones yeah just the randy orton is a cardboard cutout <laughs> dean ambrose the cosmo kramer of the wwe yes yeah <laughs> which is like so true absolutely true um, oh, man. Calvin asks, well, Calvin uh, gives us a little scenario here, and I, I don't think he, he's, he knows what he's done. Um, boom, a weird, smart-looking genie appears in front of you and says, I will grant you the power to manage any wrestler from any... First of all, sorry, continue. From any generation, but they will never become champion, even if they did. Who would you choose? Calvin, this is easy. I would manage The Undertaker. Because then he'd never be a champion. <laughs> My first thing is a weird smirk. I'm so turned off by this this smirk looking genie. I'm so turned off by that situation. Does he get? Does this? Does the smirk also give me a test to fi- think uh, figure out if I'm a quote unquote true wrestling fan or not? Too. Yeah, that was what. My yeah, that's that's where I was going with that. But um would never become a champion i feel like most of my favorite wrestlers have not become champions or were not like well-known champions of anything mine i do out of spite yes i would have to spend a lot of time with the undertaker but he'd never hold the belt (laughs) and that would be so funny to you yeah um to manage any wrestler from any generation but they would never i would probably like out of i would pick somebody who is never championship material that i still enjoyed (laughs) fair like i would fucking manage like no, because that was a thing. I'm trying to think of who I realistically would want to manage 
from any generation. I wouldn't be able I wouldn't be able to pick somebody that I genuinely care like like I wouldn't be able to pick like Chuck Taylor because one his personality is way too big to even need a manager. Yeah. Could never and and two I I want him to be ha- I I want him to be a champion. Yeah. Because I loves him, but I don't shit, man. It's a very good question. Yeah. I just don't... A very good question that you initially knew immediately knew the answer. <laughs> yes, to. but like in a serious a serious capacity, I think for sure I'd manage a tag team. Um, but I just don't know. I would fucking that... manage 3.0. Yeah, but do you think they would need a manager? I mean, they're in, they're both insane. I think they would be funny with a manager. Having a manager be more level-headed like Jeff, but I mean uh, Scott, and then having to deal with the shit that is Shane. Yeah, true, true. I think that would be funny. I feel like it would be more of a partnership than anything else. Yeah, who would I manage? And I, my management job would just be to carry around pepperoni sticks and Red Bull. Yeah, to feed Shane. <laughs> I'd almost say I would want to manage Shinsuke in WWE, um, just because I feel like he needs a manager, maybe. But I, I'm not even feeling that, really. I'm not even feeling that. I'll just stick I with feel the like Undertaker. we should just look, have to look at it from the... If you're, we're looking at the WWE, look at it from the point of people who we think need managers. Yeah. And Which, I just don't know who... I mean, I'm so behind on the product that I wouldn't even be able to tell you. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would maybe say Authors of Pain. They need a manager desperately. Uh, I mean, they kind of have one, but I don't think he's really a manager anymore. Um, I don't even know what's happening. Yeah, I don't, so, like, I don't know either. It's fine. We're moving on. Good question, though. But yeah, I, my answer, my answer would be three because I think that would be a lot of fun. <laughs> um, I think that would be so much fun. Holland didn't ask a question at first, and then uh, let's see. Would WWE be a final destination for the career of some New Japan slash indie vets? Kushida, yes or no? Who do you see phoning in their careers in WWE as a last hurrah? Um, I love the wording of that. That's great. Um, Indie vets, New Japan. I could honestly, I don't know how it would work, but I could see Tanahashi doing that. Just like he's done everything in New Japan. Like, get him over to WWE and ride off into the sunset. I could see that. Um, Indie vets? I don't know. I don't really know who's left that's an indie vet. Well, other than Joey Ryan. Other than Joey Ryan, who was apparently offered a contract to be a trainer. At the WWE? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but I thought he signed with AEW. I have no idea. I do know that he's talking about like his last kick on the indies and whatever, and I'm like, what? Oh. But Joey, no... Who will run bar wrestling? <laughs> Legitimate A bar, question. obviously. Legitimate <laughs> question. Um, man, uh, I don't think Kushida's career is going to end in WWE. That's the thing. Like, I feel like anyone from New Japan, they won't. Their career won't end in WWE. They'll just go back to New Japan and wrestle for a couple of years. Because Japanese people age like a fine wine. Yes. Yes. Um. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you're saying. They have longer life expectancies. Um, Holland also asks, 
You, uh, I mean, you asked him to ask questions, and he really loaded you with questions. He did. Uh, what have you heard or seen about Leo Rush in his young career before WWE that are signs that he is a lo- maybe a locker room problem? Um, I saw. I've only seen Leo Rush wrestle once in person. It was against Phoenix at a PWG event that you and I and my fiance went to. And wait, wasn't um um? Oh my God, who else was there? There was somebody else was, that was there. Was it in Reseda? It was in Reseda. Keith? It was Keith. God, the elusive Keith, who is not on Twitter anymore. So I Yeah, but he is on Instagram, just, and he like, still does talk in all caps, in case you're curious. I just have um, not been in contact with him. That was when he gave me a... Uh, he, gave, he gave me a, a card that had fucking Togi Makabe on it. <laughs> he just handed it to me, just so I would hold it. And you were so pissed. <laughs> Togi Makabe. God damn it. Wow. Um, oh, I guess that means technically I chose Togi Makabe over J.R. Kratos. That's fine. I'm fine with that. And <laughs> and The Undertaker. I'm, I, I'm also fine with that. Um, <laughs> because you're not fighting with Richard anymore. I'm trying um, not to. But... Is that going to affect all of your decisions from now on? Probably not. Um, <laughs> um, I didn't know that he, I feel like he's still just young and stupid still. I mean, I have had lovely conversations with him back mm-hmm. when he was on the Indies, like standing outside Reseda. Like he's a funny little dude, but I mean, I can see how he would accidentally be naive and have everything go to his head really fast because yeah. his career is not as long as some other people's. Um, he wasn't on the, I mean, he didn't shoot on the indies for he's been i feel like he's been wrestling for about as long if not shorter than i've been watching wrestling i mean that that's that sounds about right i think because i mean he's obviously really young yeah and and i remember seeing him coming up um especially like on the east coast scene and stuff with like tim Dons and stuff like a czw and things like that yeah and aiw and just like knowing about it, and then I, I feel like he he's just really young, and his, the mistake was just signing him when he was still growing, like as a person, right? Like he's he's a he's a he's great physically, but you can't like imagine how much greater he could have been if you waited. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So I mean, I I don't I don't know. I really never saw any signs. Um. So I I don't I don't know. I. I did not. the The other thing is, I've heard that there's some. Well, Leo came out and said everything is fine. There's just somebody that works here that hasn't liked me since I worked at ROH. So you kind of have to piece together who that by might a process be. of elimination who that is. Yeah. So it, I'm not sure who it is, but I have a good feeling. That it it could be, oh man, scrap scrap daddy. What's his name? Oh my goodness, Adam Pierce. I think it might be Adam Pierce. That's just speculation. Like, am I supposed to act like I know who that is? That's fine. Um, so it might be him. I don't know, but anyway, let's. Uh, that's what Leo says. But also, Mark Henry uh, just said something. I I haven't I haven't uh, listened to it yet. Um, he's. Um, he is quoted as saying, it's not a race is- issue, it's an ego issue. 
So it might. I mean, I believe Mark Henry over everyone. So uh, he's a Paul, he's a John Pingle guy. Yes, he is. So uh, it sounds like I don't know. I, I honestly feel like he he was um, thrown thrown in too fast. Yeah. Like you, you got too like they got too excited to get somebody who has the abilities that he has that they didn't look out for the fact that he's still growing. Yeah, not physically. I'm gonna save emotionally and mentally. Like you know, how you make a lot yeah. of stupid fucking mistakes, like in relationships and life decisions and stuff. Like when you're younger, and they kind of took him in. Like, does Leo Rush do his own? Like, does he know how to do his taxes? Like that kind of thing. Right. Um, so, I'm going to save Holland's final question. That will be our last question, just because I have an announcement to make. Um, yeah, don't worry. It's fine. Um, Wendell asks... John, are you breaking up with me? No. That's going to be my question every week, every time I feel like it's going downhill. Wendell asks... Well, first he says, congrats on 200 episodes. Thank you, Wendell. Also, thank you for that one time at Fanime that you played Tetsuya Naito's theme song uh, throughout <laughs> the hall. It was uh, one of my favorite moments. Um, you better get uh, whatever. Does the best Do the best friends have a theme? Um, they used a different theme when I saw them. At what is the, the one last... that they said they should? What was the one you said they should use? Oh, I don't. The know. one that they came out to at PWG. Yeah, I fuck. And I, Trent was like, "That's not even our song." Yes, but it was fucking great, and I can't remember what song it is. That's now. the song. When you figure it out, let Wendell know because that's the song you need to play when Ariel and I are best friends. There on, you go. Anime, and I just spoiled that for so many people. Um, I'm hoping to God this doesn't get back to Dustin. <laughs> I'm sure Dustin listens every week. No, like I don't want anybody to give it. Right. Never mind. Because I almost asked Trent to send pictures of what his his the pictures of his the gear on the sides, but I didn't want him to spoil it for Dustin because I can't wait for Dustin to be thoroughly mad at me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I fucking hate you. <laughs> so Wendell says, uh, "What views have changed with you over the course of these episodes in regards to performers, and how has your view changed?" Uh, on what you look for entertainment-wise oh, in wrestling. so I love that question. My first answer is we no longer hate Seamus. No, we don't. And actually, <laughs> I mean, it's sad. I think Seamus might be done, Marianne, because of his... But con- what about Cesaro? Concussion. Cesaro's on Raw now. They moved him to Raw. Cesaro. I know. They split them up. Well, no, because Seamus might legitimately be done. Yeah, because isn't his spine? Yeah. Which sucks. Yeah, we don't hate Cesaro anymore. So there you go. That's we never thing. hated Cesaro. I mean, Seamus. Seamus. Sorry. How Hold dare on. you? You um, just made the list. Okay. I oh, love boy. Cesaro. Um, he's on my desk at work. Um, I think, and we. I also uh, stopped hating Dana Brooke. Right. Who's in the um, Money in the Bank women's ladder match at Money in the Bank? So good for her. I love Dana Brooke. Yeah. Um, she's been trying really hard, and you can tell. Um, I don't think have our views changed in how we what we look for. Um, uh, I mean, how have my views changed? I mean, I'm still shallow in so. what you look for entertainment wise in wrestling. Well, I mean, if I don't like Monday Night Raw and SmackDown, I just don't watch it. Um, that has changed. I've I've realized I, no one is forcing me to watch those, so I I don't if I don't want to. I, I think I've gotten less. Eddie. Yeah. I think I've looked more instead of just going I, I think I've looked a little bit deeper in terms of 
before passing judgment on stuff. I mean, I still fucking hate Baron Corbin and Lacey you. Evans is garbage. Um, well, yeah. But I, I think I, I do a little bit more research before deciding that I completely hate somebody. So I still I hate think him. that's good. No, that's, that's I, I, good. It's, I, I think I, instead of just immediately going, I don't like this person because of this. Usually I think I, I, I think I had always done it in a way where if you're a garbage person in real life, I cannot be a fan of yours. Right. Like it's always been kind of my thing, mm-hmm. but now I think I, I wait a little bit longer to pass judgment, which is bad in general. Like I just sound like a horrible bitch. Like if you, <laughs> if, you haven't, if you haven't listened to us, for a while that yeah. sounds horrible but that's kind of my shtick on this show is like john knows what he's talking about marianne doesn't like their outfits like that's just how it works right but i mean and that's it's kind of a character really but i in regards i, I think that, that you and i have become a lot more patient with what we're viewing yeah and if it doesn't work out we just stop watching it yeah, like that's that's honestly our our like the the best advice that we could give is if yeah. you don't like it, stop fucking watching. I think it, which is, I think one thing that that proves that is we were very patient with with NXT UK and the Lucha Underground and Lucha Underground, and then we were like, you know, this isn't good, but uh, I'm pretty sure we're gonna have to start watching um, NXT UK. Again. I mean, we knew that we knew we knew that we were going to eventually just it was not ready yes um we're gonna I, get there though i think i think we've taken with the practice of of our um the format of our show i think with the more practice like we've kind of started looking at things differently based on what our format was right yeah and absolutely. i i don't know i think like in regards to performers i think we do we give a little bit more leeway yeah, I and mean, also because they've been hiring so much independent talent, we've been a lot more knowledgeable on what they've been doing beforehand and what they're capable of. Right. Um. Exactly. What views have changed in regards to performers? Um. I mean, I think there was a a time at the beginning where the Miz was just in his very bad phase. Yeah, I know. I don't. I yeah. That's another thing where I'm just like, yeah, we fucking love the Miz. Yeah. So I mean, we love him now, um, but I don't there was know where a time. that came from. Was it, I think it was even before the talking smack time. Yeah, it was a. Little... Where one day we were just like, "The Miz is really great," yeah. and we just didn't want to admit it. Yeah, it was like <laughs> a little before that. Um, yeah, do you remember I... the time I tried? To, I talked a little kid out of getting a um, fucking Undertaker action figure in favor of the Miz. Yes, I do remember that. <laughs> L- I was at Target and I was like, "You should get the Miz." The Lord's work. <laughs> That's what you did that day. Um, how's your view changed on what you look for? I mean, I, I, besides Raw and SmackDown, I really don't think my views on professional wrestling have changed. I mean, I look, I look um, abroad now for for entertainment when looking for wrestling and by i look uh my good friend dan uh at dan is a yeti on twitter um just sends me matches and i am grateful for it i i feel as well that we've since we've started or since i've started on there we've been paying a lot more attention to um other promotions yeah and looking at wrestling elsewhere other than in quotes the fed Mm -hmm. um which i hate saying but other than that the wwe 
Um, we've been, we've been giving it a lot less attention and not like in a bad way. It's just that there's so much going on otherwise. Yeah. So we've become, I think we've, we've added a lot. There's been a lot more wrestlers added to our map, so to speak. Yeah, Um, absolutely. Because we've been paying attention to more, obviously like you with your new Japan thing and me with just like all of my weird little indie darlings and niche Mm -hmm pockets of goodness but i think i think that it's i think we've grown which i think is we wouldn't have made it to 200 if we weren't growing yeah absolutely but absolutely i think i think our biggest our biggest change though is that we no longer hate seamus because we really (laughs) vocated seamus for a while yes we did like we don't watch seamus matches no we was a literal quote <laughs> that we've had for several episodes i don't watch seamus matches yeah i'd say that was basically the the thing that has changed the most I, yeah and i also feel like that was an episode title we don't watch seamus matches yeah and then it might have been we don't watch dolph ziggler matches yeah and i remember just a guy baron corbin was just a guy yeah oh my god we're looking back at this like it's we're graduating from high school um Great question, Wendell. Thank you. Uh, Emily asks, top five most memorable promos. Um, In the WWE or of all time? Just of all time. I will go first. Um, obviously, CM Punk's Pipe Bomb. Um, the other one that I really, really liked was his um, uh, his uh, his promo at, at Vince where he wanted him to apologize. That was a couple of weeks later. Um, I really enjoy one of my all-time favorite promos is uh, with Dustin and Dustin Rhodes and Dusty Rhodes. Um, I can't watch it anymore because it makes me really sad because Dusty's not around anymore. But I remember it was basically Dusty Rhodes asking his son to be his tag team partner. Uh, and it's one of my most memorable uh, promos that I can that I can remember. Um, those are the only three I can remember off the top of my head right now. I did oh. not prepare this at all, but the first one I thought of was, um, uh, Dean Ambrose the night after Seth betrayed the shield. Yeah. When he talks about rearranging his face like a Mr. Potato Head. Yes. Um, fucking brilliant. I also, there's another good John Moxley one where he is, um, talk he's he keeps saying like i'm sick have you seen that one? Oh, is it the one where he's trapped somebody against a wall in the back and he's got blood on him yeah and you literally think he's about to murder her yeah that one's yeah, that good one's great. um i like the one where he's um the you could never wear a fanny pack and get away with it yeah that one's really good i think that there's a lot of uh, Tim Donst has had some really fantastic promos. Yes, yes, he has. Uh, that's then, and listeners know that is what really gets me like into a specific wrestler is their promos. Mm-hmm. Like, because that's where I'm like, I'm like, this person is top notch, and that's what makes me love John Moxley so much. Like, I'm not even going to Dean Ambrose. Who like <laughs> John Moxley had some of the most top notch promos I've ever seen. And Dean Ambrose is, does really fantastic ones as well. And obviously CM Punk is just really well known for them. Um, the Miz. Yes. I mean, does the, really good yeah. ones. Miz has just, he is, yeah, he all is hail. great. All hail the Miz. Um, there was an Eddie Kingston promo that I am trying to remember. 
I think it was um it was so good. I used to show it to people. That's how how much I loved it. I think Shame it, on you for forgetting. I think it was the it was the promo where he was talking about um oh, it was it was before they crowned the first grand champion, I think. Um and it was against Quackenbush and it was I think Oh god, John, why can't you remember anything that is happening right now? Um I just posted the Dean Ambrose one. It was underneath the, that comment. He starts he literally starts the promo singing the Humpty Dance. <laughs> um it's Eddie Kingston um Larry Sweeney promo. Oh Larry th- Sweeney. I think. I can't find it, but it was it was such a good promo. And I remember it was just very powerful, and that's, yeah, so there you go. I liked Chuck Taylor's promo that he did in, like, broken Spanish. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's so funny. I I go for, like, really ones where you can tell that's just, like, I'm thinking of specifically uh, Give Me Hollow Wicked. Yeah. Tim Daunt's one. He's psycho with his piercing, beautiful blue eyes. Um, just You just I, made the list! Oh, boy. Um, there's just Dean Ambrose is like the ones that always pop out in my head. It's just so many Dean Ambrose promos that were so good. Yeah. Especially ones where it's like they gave him like a doofy prop or something and he still fucking knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Like just compilations of just he's so good. Just like I think like like CM Punk's obviously the pipe bomb would be in my top five. But I think the rest of them would probably be John Moxley promos. Fair enough. Like so good. And it, it it brings us for full circle, and then also it's like it's like appropriate for the time right now. I I can't wait for a promo uh, like his first promo to come out. Oh yeah, like it's that. gonna be. Oh my god, it's gonna be great. Like a n- hot knife through butter. It's gonna be that amazing. was a Dean Ambrose promo, but still like that's oh man. Remember when they gave him like like a concess- a concessions cart to yeah. deal with, and he still made it work. I do remember that. That is somebody that's really good at their job. When they give you like a, a Seth Rollins dummy mm-hmm. and all of that fucking garbage, and you still make it work, you know? Yeah. Oh, so good. So and then he's just Point Break. I can't watch that movie without thinking of him. Let's get to uh, the last question here. And Holland asks, uh, "What made you want to start this podcast?" Uh, it's a two-parter uh, for me, obviously. Uh, what made you want to start this podcast and how did Marianne get on board with it? Um, I wanted to start this podcast because when NOTLG uh, first started, they needed content and uh, Ernesto and I started Yakety Cast and Ernesto, oh, God. Ernesto and I also started uh, Podcastica, which still lives on today, but it is myself and uh, my good friend Taylor. And we review... I will say Ernesto is one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. I can confirm that as well. <laughs> um, and they were looking for content. And I was living with uh, Kyle at the time. And I said, hey, do you want to do a wrestling podcast? And he was like, sure. So we just started podcasting. And um, we, man, we podcasted. That how long ago was that? I keep forgetting. That was five years ago. I feel like we ago. just went over that. We did. It was five years ago, was the first I remember, episode. I remember listening to it when I would be opening at work. Yeah. When I worked at DSW and I'd have it in my pocket and I'd be giggling and like stickering stuff for clearance. Yeah. <laughs> it's 
so good. Oh, man. Um, Just every time you would introduce Kyle as your tag team partner, he would do an impression of that tag team partner, and they yeah. were, like, spot on. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, so, I mean, Kyle and I did the podcast for a good long while. Um, I don't know how many episodes. They went from being, like, shorter episodes to being ungodly long. Yeah, super long. <laughs> super, super long. And then, um, I mean, life happened. Some stuff happened. We won't, we won't get into it. Nothing with Kyle and I. We're fine. Um, just other things. And uh, Kyle just wanted to take a break. And I was like, is it cool if I keep... Do-? I asked him. I said, is it cool if I keep doing the podcast? And he said yes. So I was like, great. Who am I going to do this podcast with? Um, and this was this was a little bit later in the time where you you had introduced me to wrestling. Yeah. So John hates it when I say you created this monster. But. <laughs> um, I mean the f- uh, 2016. Um, that's when you joined the podcast. Wow. Um, January 14th, 2016. Um, and wow. Our fourth episode, this is John and Marianne venture back to the temple and talk about their excitement that season two of Lucha Underground is finally here. That was a lie. We weren't really all that excited. Um, That was a total lie. Wow. Goodness. So, yeah, I mean, the dynamic obviously changed because Kyle and I had both been watching wrestling since, uh, I mean, before we can remember. And Marianne had been watching wrestling for maybe um, two years at that point. It was longer than that. I started watching around the same time The Shield debuted. Oh, that's right. So 2012. Yeah. So. Uh, and then I promptly went back and educated myself a y- lot. Yeah. So, I mean, the, <laughs> the dynamic is still different. Obviously, Mar- Marianne like has been watching wrestling for a number of years straight now. So it's, you know. Uh, but uh, you you were, I think, the only person I could really turn to and have that I could depend on that would do the research and that would have a different take. And Oh, how things have changed. Here we are. <laughs> episode fucking 200. And we still have our moments where I have not caught up on things because my time management skills are non-existent. Well, we try to, f- we try to work around that. Wow. Yeah, look, I know. Look at that. Was that the last time we watched? We watched. What was, uh, wow. Are you just looking at all the great episode titles? I'm just looking at, at random, random uh, episodes and stuff like that. Um, my two SmackDown dads. <laughs> was it Daniel Bryan and uh, Dad Neil Bryan and uh, Dad Shane? Yes. Oh, Bikini Model Kane? Yes. Uh, uh, God, there's some good ones. And we're just going to list them with no context. Like, yeah. So good. Oy. But anyway, let's, because um, this is almost two hours. We've been going at this for a while. And I, My God, I said, hours. I said, um, I had an announcement to make at the end of this episode. Oh, God. And I've not told Marianne about this. Oh, God. You it's, guys are getting a real time reaction. It's very funny because it's, it's, has, it does not affect Tornado Tag Radio at all. Um, it doesn't affect our weekly show at all, but, um, is it graps related? It is graps related. Um, okay. I guess it does affect tornado tag radio in the fact that once a month, um, hopefully starting in June, um, 
Kyle's coming back to the podcast, and we will have a once a month episode that will not affect this episode, uh, where Kyle and I watch a full classic episode of something. We're not sure oh my what. God. We're not sure what. Um, we've been throwing out some ideas. Um, I think uh, Kyle mentioned some Saturday night's main event, and I mentioned I want to watch some WCW Saturday night. I'm really excited um, for this. Kyle Listeners don't understand the dynamic between Kyle and John is <laughs> like, you idiots finish each other's sentences. I'm, it's so yeah. funny. I'm very excited. I thought about this randomly like a month so ago good. and i asked him i'm like hey would you want to do like a once a month podcast and he was like yeah i'm down so i mean june is a date i haven't even told him i just talked to him today so i mean we'll see if june is is in the works but once a month kyle and i will get together and talk about programs. Oh my god! Like the we dynamic did for, is very different between you and I. Like we did for like seventy-five episodes. So uh, look forward to that because honestly, I only have two podcasts now. I have this one, and I have uh, Podcastica. Those are the only two I do regularly, uh, if at all. So uh, might as well ramp up one of them. And my it's god, gonna be this one. But until next time. Oh, also next time will not be next week because. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. John's going to go on a, on a germ boat. I, I will be on a carnival cruise next week. You will, you will be on a Ricky steamboat. I will be on a Ricky steamboat. Hopefully a not, carnival steamboat. Hopefully not a rickety steamboat. Um, Ugh. Ooh, 200 episodes. Really? hammering <laughs> it home with that joke there, John. <laughs> okay. So no, no episode next week. Um, we, we will think of a, a classic match to watch the week after that, but I mean, let's just say it, it'll probably be just cause I'm lazy, but I also want to watch this match. It'll probably be another macho man match, but it'll be macho man versus DDP from one of, I, I think it was spring stampede. I can't remember. I will verify that. Um, yeah, there's a match. I think I want to take the diamond cutter. Uh, that was the backstage. Do you remember the the bobblehead Diamond Dallas Page I gave you for Christmas that yeah, one year? Yeah, I still have it. Good, still have it. Um, but you you don't know where my Cassie and Andor is? Nope, don't know where that is. I what mean, I will ch- I will check some boxes again, but damn it, yeah, man, sorry. Anyway, until next time, <laughs> you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Tornado Tag Radio. You can follow me on Twitter at Sailor Moonsault. I have been suffering with my my Twitter content lately, and sorry about that. Or you can follow the lovely John, who's much funnier than me and tweets much more often at JP Thrice. Everyone, I'm uh, I am seventy followers away from one thousand. Please, for the love of God, I've plateaued. Someone follow me. <laughs> I, I really hate the plateau feeling. Um, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and now Spotify, still SoundCloud. Uh, just search for Tornado Tag Radio, rate and review us as well. Tell us how funny we are, and we'll go, I know, and not know how to take a compliment. It'll be great. Yeah, I got to look at those uh, reviews and see if anyone has added any recently after our plea. There have been reviews at all? Yeah, there have been. People have listened to it? Yeah. Listened to this? What? <laughs> yeah, there, there are reviews on there. I am that type of person that I don't want to go and look at reviews because then I'll just be angry if they're bad. So I can't like like Yelp reviews. 
for my work. Don't do them. Five star ratings. I'm looking at it now. Five star ratings. Um, oh my god, are there any about how funny I am? We have it, it's five out of five. Nine ratings. Um, <laughs> great show. Both John and Marianne uh, shoot on your weekly episodes of Raw, NXT, Lucha Underground, and all things wrestling. The, our last our last review is from 2016, and also just just for laughs, you were one of them. <laughs> Really? From 2014. Oh, yeah, because I rated you and Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> and then... You're welcome. I don't know who this <laughs> is. Wait, are these reviews from uh, iTunes? Yeah, these are iTunes oh, okay. reviews. Because I remember um, I was on the NOTLG website. I think my username was Halloweethans. Oh, yeah. That's a good username. I remember getting that username on Reddit so I can do an AMA with Tim Donst, and he was like, lol, your username. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, like your cat. <laughs> nice. <gasps> I miss my Timmy. Yeah, what's he doing? doing? Anyways. Anywho. Uh, <laughs> head on over to notlg.spreadshirt.com. Hey, celebrate the 200th episode. Buy a Tornado Tag Radio shirt and or other item. They're all there. Check it out. Uh, T- support TTR and all the other podcasts on the Night of the Living Geeks Network. Patreon.com slash NOTLG. What? I forgot Jack's question. Oh, you forgot Jack's question. How dare you? Say yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Let's do it. Uh, he said Cactus Jack or Bruiser Brody. Oh, you did say that earlier. I said it before we started recording. You did, and I for- I forgot that you would... Uh... And I literally have it written next to me on my brother's whiteboard, because I'm recording in my brother's room right now. Well, there you go. So, Jack, um, well, let's just put over Jack right now. Uh, great dude. I love seeing him at pwg all the time it's uh it's always a joy he's to got see a him. podcast as well he does Captain have jack armbar emporium it is a fantastic podcast you all should go check it out um yeah always been super, on it. you have <laughs> been on it and i listened to it and it was it was great um and also oh uh, while we're putting people over um uh chris has also been on that podcast oh yes the brazilian fury who I have not uh, spoken to in a little bit, but I think I'll shoot him a message after this and be like, hey, man, what's up? Um, but yeah, Jack, great guy. Uh, what do you say, Bruiser Brody or Cactus Jack? I truthfully have not seen a lot of Bruiser Brody matches. I know I have New Japan. I could probably just look at it there or, you know. My question for you, was it murder or was it an accident? He was murdered straight up. Oh, for sure. Agreed. Yeah. Um uh, so I'm just in that case. I'm just gonna say Cactus Jack because yeah. I also just love Cactus Jack. It's a great name. Yup. For one thing. I mean, Bruiser Brody's a great name too. That's true. Um, Patreon.com/slash/notlg. You got to tell him that it's all the way at the end when he listens. Yeah. Oh. Oh well. Um. So that's it. Um. This has been episode 200. I still kind of weird. I don't know why. For episode 205, are we just going to watch, like, a year's worth of 205 Live? I was going to say that. Please. <laughs> can we not? No. Can we no? Can we can we watch back in the good old uh, TJP days? I mean, sure. We could. <laughs> oh, my God. Baby TJ. Is he we still on the TJ? list? Yes. Oh, yeah. You just made the list. All right, Marianne. For the 200th time, there is only one thing left to do. So if you will... Ring the bell! 
This has been a Night of the Living Geeks production. For more information and content, visit NOTLG.com.